Welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Ed Austin, and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming. And today's guest is a comedian who's written on some of your favorite TV shows like Workaholics, Kroll Show, and New Girl. Four facts about him I know. He listens to 17 NBA podcasts a day. He's one of the he's one of Twitter's best follows. He once predicted the afterlife with 92% accuracy, and he's doing so well that he has won. And a half bathrooms. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Noah Garfinkel. Noah, welcome to Is This Good? I don't mean to rip off JD, but hello. <laughs> That's a, a perfectly fair answer. Um, no, we met a long time ago. I don't remember what year. I want to say 2011. And then never saw each other again until fairly recently where we both attended an NBA game together. I was going to say, I think we're developing what might be my most heteronormative friendship of anyone. We've been to an NBA game and then <laughs> met at a sports bar to watch another NBA game. <laughs> How do you feel about watching a game in a sports bar? Did you enjoy the experience? I did. I hadn't done it in like a decade. Yeah. And I, I mean, did... at least they were playing the audio out loud, which is key. That was key, um, and it was also two teams where, like, I did care who won, but I wasn't incredibly invested. I think if you're, like, feeling sports anxiety, you don't want to be in a sports bar. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I told JD about it. JD was upset that there wasn't a DJ, that when yeah. the commercials came on, they were lowering <laughs> the audio of the TV and then bringing up the audio on some Dua Lipa. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't have a DJ, but to be fair, they did have tater tots that they did not fry the whole way through. <laughs> oh, no. We talked about that on the show. We talked about having to return food at a sports bar, the, the lowest place to return food to. Um, but as I pointed out, they were legitimately frozen, so it wasn't, it wasn't a gray area. It wasn't no, like it was they were like, going to argue that they were fine. No, you could, like, yeah, you could have used it to, like, help your finger if you cut it, like a nice cold... Uh, tater tot on the tip. <laughs> At this uh, NBA game that we went to, you asked me a very important question. I'm sure you don't remember what this question was, but I remember. And that question was, we're watching the Clippers play, and you turned to me and said, these referees, um, clearly they're all getting these referee shirts from the NBA, but are they all <laughs> getting the same pants? Or is it the kind of thing like when you work at like Johnny Tomatoes, you know, the restaurant in the mall where they're like, we'll give you the striped shirt and then just bring it, wear any kind of black pant you have. Yeah, because they are, they don't, they all appear to be some sort of like athletic slacks, but they're not like, they're not jogging pants. No. So they're not I jogging pants. They would, I feel like they would have to be provided because I don't think they're jogging in like Dickies. We didn't see any Dickies logos. <laughs> well, honestly, the, the question haunted me and I thought to myself, how would I ever find out an answer to this? But since you're coming on the podcast, I thought as a little gift to you, I would do five minutes of research. And if I could find the answer in five minutes of research, I would tell you on the show. And the good oh, news is, is thrilling. I did find the answer. Ah. And I can't believe I found the answer. And the only reason I found the answer was because in 2017, the NBA switched their uniform sponsors from Adidas to Nike. So on UniWatch, this website that reports on, unsurprisingly, NBA uniforms, or I guess uniforms in general, they had this uh, little nugget here that I'm going to read to you right now. Nike will provide referees with the jersey and their pants. So oh, I thought, nice. okay, well, that's, that's not 
that interesting. That must have always been the way. Next sentence. In the past, Adidas gave them the jersey, but the officials were responsible for getting their own pants. Wow. I can't believe that. I mean, no wonder they kicked Adidas to the curb. I mean, that must be why the referees got into, like, you know, gambling scandals. They had to find a way to pay for their pants. <laughs> they had to go to the work warehouse store and get their own yeah. uh, They're front. just asking for corruption, making these referees spend all their money on pants. Well, so you might be interested to know that Nike also will provide the officials with undergarments, compression shirts, compression shorts, socks. <laughs> wow. And then it adds, Adidas did not provide these, but then it also says the officials will not be required to wear their Nike base layer under their uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who would even... That would be cool if there was like a uh, balance of power situation where the players are the check on the referees wearing the proper undergarments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a a classic Chris Paul thing where he'll see someone's jersey untucked, which somehow is still a rule that you can't have your jersey untucked. It's like they're all going to private school in the 1950s. Uh, And I don't know why this made me laugh that it also noted that Nike, under this new deal, will also be offering the officials a discount to buy other merch items at Nike headquarters. Wow. And then I thought, Nike headquarters? So, like, if they're not working a game in Portland, they don't get to go? Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of weird that the headquarters even have a uh, retail spot. Uh, well, like, actually, they do. We've been to it. It's yeah. very exciting. You go in there and everything's, I don't know, like 50, 60% off. Uh, what did you get? Uh, you know what I got, actually? Uh, much to my chagrin, I bought a pair of tiny Nike shoes for my nephew that had just been born. And of course, uh, you've met me, I'm of slight build, so then for the rest of the trip, everyone kept asking me why I wasn't wearing the shoes. <laughs> oh, that's a really, that's a good bit. <laughs> Matt, do you remember who we, re- who we saw? We didn't run into him, but we saw an NBA player at the Nike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was... I want to say this was maybe also 2011 or 2012. It we was, saw it was, it was Greg Oden lumbering through the official Nike wow. store uh, with a very unimpressive gait. And uh, I guess, was he out of the league by then? I'm I, not really sure. I think he was, or it, maybe not, actually. Maybe there was still a chance he may come back. But it was during the lockout anyways. So, But, yeah, I think he uh, – I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, I just remember – Seeing him in person at like the discount of discount Nike stores was very sad. Very sad. Well, some some say those injuries would have never happened had Nike supplied him compression shirts, compression shorts, and uh, socks. So, I mean, we'll never we'll never know. It's amazing uh, how much we can put on the like apparel availability, like of the NBA. They've ruined a player. They've ruined referees. Yep. At least they're getting it together. Yeah, well, I remember when we used to go to All-Star Weekend, there would always be like an Adidas, you know, gifting suite, a Nike gifting suite. And every time I go, I used to ask the people that work there, like, how how are these players wearing a new set of shoes every night? Because, you know, that they say that they wear like a shoe every night or every two games. I was like, it takes me like two, three weeks to break in a shoe to feel comfortable running around in it. How are they wearing a new pair every night? And uh, the guys would always be like, don't ask them about the shoe thing again, okay? 
They don't want to answer these questions. <laughs> but then it was pointed out to me that they also make them custom insoles. So it's it's truly not a big deal. They're all doing fine. I don't know. Don't... Like I, I was literally wearing a new pair of shoes last night, and now I have a bloody pinky toe. <laughs> just from, like, walking to Wow, town. not even just a blister, a full bloody toe. Yeah, I gotta throw away some socks. And maybe the shoes. I'm keeping the shoes. The shoes okay. didn't get, the blood didn't go all the way through the shoe. It was very fortunate. And they are white shoes. Is this um, good? Po- is this good? Is this podcasting good talking about I think. I think it's good. I think it'll be great if you show us the, the bloody toe by the end of the podcast, if you feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, I might. That could Let's raise see. it. I, just, I also want to point out that the premise of your podcast kind of exposes every other... Every podcast is, is this good. Well, no, I can't say anything in my defense. You're 100% correct. But, but then I, I would sort of reply and say, isn't every podcast just the same but with different overlays? Like different yeah, little hooks yes. that are all the same thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I don't have a problem with that. And, and oh, that's I'm exactly not, what I'm we not, said I'm to I'm not JD. criticizing your podcast. I'm oh, criticizing no, every other podcast that isn't this one for not being more transparent about what it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're like, uh, what would be the analogy? We're the, we're the software that undergirds all the... No, we're the hardware? <laughs> what do you think, No, Are we the hardware or are we the software? This is, har- this is hardware. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the hardware. We're the platform. We're the iOS. Everything is running on us. And, and you, I wouldn't say that's controversial in any way. No. This no. is the main thing. This is the basis of all, all podcasting. <laughs> okay. Uh, perfect. Glad we got through that. Uh, some quick housekeeping before we start. Join the Is This Good Patreon, patreon.com slash is this good. This month's live stream hangout is this Thursday, June 29th at 8.30 Eastern. Uh, no, I know you're not a patron, but... I could send you the link. You could join this uh, live stream hangout if you want, if you're not doing anything on yeah. Thursday. I, I love Perfect. hanging out live. <laughs> well, we're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, grab some merch at isthisgoodpod.com. Send topics for future shows to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to Is This Good on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. No, the premise of the show is very simple. So simple that it's the premise of every podcast. I'm going to give you a topic and you tell me if it's good. Here we go. Grant N. asks, planning your own birthday party as an adult. And Grant N. explains further. He says, hey, Matt, I have a friend who's celebrating her birthday in July, and she's planning on renting out a private theater to watch the new Barbie movie to celebrate. She's been planning this since April and has asked me multiple times over the past couple months if I'm going to be in town for it. I find it a little odd that a grown adult has been planning her own birthday party several months out. What do you think? Planning your own birthday party as an adult. Is this good? I mean, before you answer this question, Noah, is having a movie as your birthday activity good? Because I would say, what the hell is the point of gathering everyone you know to then not speak to any of them? Well, I mean, one of my favorite birthday parties I've ever had was in fourth grade when my birthday party was to take everyone to go see Blank Check. Uh, oh, yeah, a classic, okay. sure. Yeah. A classic, uh, written by the same guy who wrote Save the Cat, I think. I might have just made that up. That might not be true. We should do another podcast, Is This True, about that <laughs> sentence. Well, did, did uh, Blank Check follow the stringent guidelines of Save the Cat? I don't recall. I don't think it does. There's no... I don't think that kid saves a cat. I think he just gets a million dollars. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I remember from it, though I haven't seen it since your fourth uh, fourth birthday party. Fourth grade, <laughs> did you say, or four, four years old? Fourth, it's we, I, I remember it was fourth grade. I don't remember how old you are in fourth grade. Okay. It's, well, that's impossible to tell. It's we're, a, we're there's no to way to know. But I think, <laughs> here's the thing. I think, is it okay to plan a birthday party as an adult? Has to... It's, I would say it's not a great idea to plan it months in advance and have it be very complicated, but if you're, if you're not like in a long-term relationship and you want to do anything for your birthday, you have to plan it for yourself. Yeah. And then if you don't, people, if you don't at least like say like, oh, hey, I'll be at this bar if you want to stop by, people think you're depressed. So I feel like everyone's <laughs> obligated to do something. So I think it may be not good, but necessary. Right, right. I mean, do, do you think it's partly not who's planning it, but how demanding they are of your time yes. and how elaborate the plans are? Like this Barbie plan, it's a little bit sweaty, right? Yeah. Don't you think it's like you're planning, you have to plan this so far out in advance. And because you've gone out and rented an entire theater, you're going to have egg on your face if the guy ripping the tickets is like, this chick rented out this whole theater, and there's six people here. It also depends on which birthday it is. Okay, elaborate. Like, if you're, if you're turning, I don't know, 32, it's like, what are you making everyone do? But it's like, I don't know, if you're, it's a 30 or 40 or 50, yeah, sure, do a thing. <laughs> so every 10 years, you could rent out a theater to see a, a new film? Yes, yeah. Okay, that seems, that seems fair to me. Um, JD, what do you, where, where are you on this one? Do you, has, have you ever planned a birthday party for yourself? I'm not sure you have. Oh, hell no, never. But I, I, well, you say it's sweaty, sweaty for whom exactly? It's sweaty for the person who's planning it. Yeah. All, all the guests have to do is show up and watch a dumb movie, right? Like, no, I mean sweaty in terms of like a little desperate, like a little, Oh, I see. Yeah. I see like I, see. I wrote this, I wrote this check. I wrote this blank check. Right. And now I have to cash it. <laughs> and the cashing it is having enough friends to fill an entire theater to yeah. watch Barbie. Yeah. If I don't, I'm going to look like an idiot. Right. And, I, and then you can't tell me that this is all this birthday party involves. Someone that's planning this much, you're telling me that all they want to do is you show up, you watch Barbie, and then everyone leaves? There's no chance that that's what's happening. Right. She wants you to go to a restaurant after, at minimum a bar... Yeah. Uh, maybe have some Barbie-themed cocktails. I, I don't know. There, there's... Presu presumably you're dressing up as a Barbie character as well, right? It's probably mm. part of it. I yeah. mean, Grant didn't say that, but it could be themed. If you're going to rent out a theater, it should be themed to the movie, actually. Right. I don't think you should ever ask grown adults to wear something different than they <laughs> what they were already going to wear. I, I went to a birthday party recently that was goth themed and I was just like I'm not doing that uh, and then I went and I felt great I was the only one who didn't look like an asshole and I felt really good about it you look like Robert Smith right now with your hair <laughs> yeah I guess the, I'm I'm kind of already going hair wise as <laughs> as a 80s to 2000s level uh yeah band. yeah and I am wearing uh, black yeah. oh god I am goth right now <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I just went to a, par a birthday party on, uh, on Monday, and I walked in, and the 
woman whose birthday it was like I don't know them that well so I was kind of more invited by a friend of theirs that I know them through and they were dressed um as Helena Bonham Carter in Fight Club oh, wow. and uh there was a Brad Pitt in Fight Club next to her and she was like oh yeah it's a dress up as your favorite movie character theme I said oh. I was not told but I was really glad that I wasn't told because then I would have yes. felt pressure to do it uh, and it, it was it was a Monday, but that actually brings up something. So this part, this person that was having this party at a bar on Monday night, they were experiencing what I like to call birthday anxiety, which is when you invite all your friends to one bar or any location, and then you get there and realize, oh shit, most of these people don't know each other, and then mm-hmm. you're worried that kind of the yeah. whole night you're like. Noah, this is JD. JD, this is Rachel. Rachel, this, you know, and then everyone's got to f- try to figure out how they know each other. Have you ever experienced this, Noah? I I have. I had like a thing where I was just like, hey, I'll be at this bar if you want to come by. I'll, and then I was like 8.30 to 11.30. And then I got made fun of so much for having an end time for my birthday party <laughs> at a bar to the point where our mutual friend Joe Mandy brought a cake that said Noah's birthday party 8.30 to 11.30. (laughs) What a scamp that Joe Mandy is. But I I don't want to feel obligated to stay at my own birthday party, Pat. Like, I want to be a little drunk and then, like, Postmate Taco Bell while I'm in an Uber on the way home. Yeah. Wait, so did you actually leave at 11.30? Goddamn right, yeah. I don't want to be (laughs) that young. Wow, a man of his word. So, Noah, we poll people before the show starts... And 60% of people say planning your own birthday party as an adult is good. Yeah. And from the responses, it was basically like, it kind of sucks, but who else is going to do it for you? Yeah. Which is pretty much the conclusion that we came to. Uh, next topic, Isaiah M. asks, removing someone's clothes from a communal dryer. That's the way that Isaiah wrote it, but obviously removing someone's clothes from a communal washing machine. Also in play is a question here. Uh, I know I've dealt with this before. Noah, have you ever dealt with this before? Either removing someone's clothes or having your clothing removed? And how did you feel about it? Well, I think there's a huge difference from removing someone's clothes from the dryer and removing them from the washing machine. Because if you're just removing them from the washing machine, you're just dumping a pile of wet clothes somewhere else, (laughs) Uh and that's gross. Mm -hmm. If it's in the dryer, it's done. Like, the machine has done its work and is available for use. But one time in my... In my previous place I lived before this, there was a communal washer and dryer, and I did take things out of the dryer, and I still felt guilty about it, so I started folding the clothes for the Aww. person. But it was, but then the woman whose clothes it was came into the room while I was folding her clothes, and I felt enormously creepy. It no longer seemed like a good gesture. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, right. I think you kind of have to... I'm sorry to be so heteronormative, but you have to look in the dryer. If it's a man's clothes and you feel bad, fold away. If it's a lady's, you don't want to have some lace no. intimates in your yeah, mitts. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of... There were... Like, when I started folding, I didn't know what the contents of the laundry was, but there was some like, there was some underwear in there. And <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like... I mean, I moved. I now so, I mean, I agree that the taking out of the washer is worse. Though, you know what I'll say? If someone was going to leave their clothes in the washer all night, they're going to be way mildewer if they had just remained in that enclosed space with no air. Oh, that's interesting. 
But I would also say that you take the clean clothes out of the dryer, put them on top of the dryer, and any apartment building I lived in where there were communal dryers, they were always filthy. The tops of them had like a thick layer of dust on them, and they hadn't, the room hadn't been cleaned. So now you're taking clean clothes and putting them basically in grime, which, is, which isn't great. But again, much like the first question, what are your other options? What are you going to do? Go back upstairs with your laundry and be like, I guess I just will yeah, I'll wait wear until dirty this clothes person- from now on? Yeah. yeah, I'll just I mean, keep checking back in the laundry room until it's done. Yeah, you're you're glossing over the dickish behavior of leaving your shit in uh, a communal washing or dryer machine, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that the onus is a hundred percent on the person. And I when it had like whenever I had to use like a, a a laundromat or whatever, I would I would set a, a timer on my digital watch or whatever. Like I'd know to go and get it. Like, like I'm, I'm like so filled with rage when I, when that happens to me, like taking stuff, somebody else's stuff. Cause if it's woman's stuff, I'm not touching it at all. Like I'll just leave it in there. Cause I will not be seen touching or even like, I don't want anybody to know that I touched their laundry period at all. (laughs) You're not, you're not, when you pull something stuff out of the dryer, you're not going. They don't know that. They two don't know items, that. three. You're 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 bear hugging it all, and then plopping it on top. You don't yes, know what's in there, of course. But that's that's they. For all they know, I have gone through every single item, sniffed it, and put it aside. Well, it's you know clean, what I mean. JD, so unless you're smelling, it's, that's pie, the assumption. Yeah. That's the assumption that they're making. That's what I'm saying. So I will not leave anything to assumption. Well, if anything, I just won't do sniff it. it before they wash it. I mean, that, that's that's your solution right there. Um, so, so obviously, yes, the person that has left the clothes in the dryer is the most inconsiderate person. But how yes. do you solve this problem? You walk in, there's clothes still in the dryer, no one is around. How do you know if they are the most inconsiderate person in terms of they have left the stuff in there for six hours versus mm-hmm. not really inconsiderate at all? The thing just dinged before you walked in there and they're merely 90 seconds late or Two minutes late. Well, you, don't you know, know the that difference. by the you do know the the warm test. How yes. warm is this laundry? Okay, interesting. So you're opening the door and putting your hand in. Don't even yes. have to. You just put your hand on it. It's it'll be warm. Yeah, on the door. You know the way Columbo solved the murder in the pirate <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah, with say. the car. <laughs> right, or, or yeah, just when forensics is checking to see how hot the tip of the gun is. I think yeah. is a thing they yeah. do. Remember the blackout that happened? I think uh, it was it, it affected the entire eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. I think it was t- 2005-ish, give or take. I had laundry in our laundry room in our building in a dryer. And you couldn't get into the laundry room without using your key card, which was electric. So we were all, everybody was locked out of the laundry room for three days, basically. So I had a load of laundry sitting in a dryer in a laundry room and we couldn't get it like i said for three days and when i finally was able to get it half of my shit was gone out of the dryer okay like a month later my neighbor i was on the 17th floor this is a big (laughs) building my i saw my neighbor who was a very large woman 
<laughs> who we found out later had been squatting there for like three uh for six months or something like that she was wearing one of my shirts that i that like and i knew i knew it was mine because it was like a just a random like northern ontario independent band shirt that uh, they gave to me because I booked. I was booking the Hard Rock at the time, for, uh, so it was like there's no fucking way that anybody like she would have that specific T-shirt. So my neighbor took clothes from the laundry room that is shared by three buildings, like so, literally thousands of people, and it just happened to be my neighbor. Anyways, did cool you story, did bro. you uh, test her? Like you walk I up to her and say, I, uh, uh, "What's uh the lead-off track on uh, the Flying Raccoons debut oh, uh, album. Oh, I love the Flying Raccoons. No, I I didn't have the balls to confront her about it because there is that infinitesimal chance that I mean it was definitely her. I mean, she was a scumbag. Like, but yeah. Well, I think I think you just Columboed it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a guy in a laundry laundromat steal my IKEA bag, but I didn't. Like, I didn't have any hard proof, but it's like, we both know this is my bag. But I'm not going to, I don't know, a stranger at a fully public laundromat isn't who you want to mess with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I actually think it's worse the fights people get into in the communal laundry of a building. Because then you kind of, you know each other. Yeah. And then, I I mean, I've seen people fucking lose it when they walk into, it's like you're doing your laundry and then you just hear from behind you, who took my clothes out of the machine? And you're like... Uh, well, 53% of people say removing someone's clothes from a communal dryer is not good, which wow. I personally don't understand. I don't know what these people it's, It sounds are like you have a lot of asshole voters. Like, they're the lever-inners. Mm. They're the lever-inners, or I have a lot of just, like, non-confrontational listeners. And they're like, I don't want to be that guy that touches uh, the intimates, which, yeah. uh, such as you did, know, which, which was re- really creepy. And people it's probably also like, tweeting about that. I really, I worked at the uh, Cheers gift shop in college, so I'm really good at folding. So, like, everything was folded <laughs> perfectly, which is even creepier. I did such a good job. Hold on. You were, you were destined for sitcom greatness. I didn't know you worked at the <laughs> Cheers gift shop. Yeah. Did you say to yourself every time you, you put away one of those Cheers steins that one day i'm gonna have my own show that has its own merch and still Uh, work in the shop just to to so we're making more profit on each item i never thought or did that but i was incredible at wrapping the glass mugs in paper okay so fast wow i was incredible that might have been the job i was i was incredible at that job yeah so this is so this is wrapping the the mug or the stein or whatever in front of the person that just bought it? Yeah, there's like a display. Okay. Or sometimes, you know, you pre-wrap like 30 of them for the day. Yeah, yeah. So people can <laughs> throw it in their uh, bag. That's why people stuff. loved you, No, You were always getting ahead of the rush. <laughs> I really, because I, July 4th is like their hugest, busiest day. And I remember coming into work on July 5th when like everything's getting restocked and it's chaos. And someone else saying, oh, thank God Noah's working today. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. This isn't, I don't want to be... <laughs> so good at my gift shop job that people are relieved that I'm there. What what is going on at the Cheers gift shop? Is it attached to like a fake Cheers bar that looks like that bar? No, it's the exterior shot. 
uh-huh. is the Bull, formerly the Bull and Finch pub, but they just changed the name to Cheers. It doesn't look inside like Cheers, but the outside is Cheers. Yeah. And then upstairs in what was Melville's in the show is the gift shop in real life. And I worked up there. Huh. So, so is the gift shop owned by the Bull and Finch? Yeah, it's owned by... It's a guy named... I always get his name confused with the Dodgers pitcher, and I never remember who... His name is either Tim Kershaw or Tom Kershaw. I th- uh, no, is it Clayton Kershaw the pitcher? Oh, yeah, so it might just be Tom Kershaw. Yes, okay. <laughs> okay. So it was just It might Tom be a Kershaw. pair of brothers. Yeah, it's just a guy who really lucked out, like sold the rights to his like bar for $1 to NBC and has now made... So much money off of wow. like licensing. That's and wild. Teaching. Did people come in like demanding that you know trivia about Cheers and things like that? No, but they would. There was a T-shirt called the Normisms T-shirt that just had like mm. ten quotes from Norm, and I just had to hear dads read every single one out loud <laughs> to their like wives and kids all day, every day. <laughs> you know when you go into like a Japanese restaurant here, they I, I don't know I forget what the word is, but they all scream like. A word that I'm not going to try to say because it's going to sound... Oh, no, do weird. it. It won't be racist. I promise. Okay. <laughs> okay, JD, just edit, edit this out. Like, just believe this word. It's not an offensive word, but, you know, you walk in, they go, I just said it not. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> okay. Did they tell you as an employee of the Cheers store to be like, anytime someone walked in, be like, Norm! I mean, people would say Norm when they walked in. I was not instructed to do that. I was just instructed to try to upsell them and get the, and make them buy a hat. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, you're in good company here because JD uh, worked at the Hard Rock Cafe, so he is very familiar with restaurant merch. Extremely. And he owns a concerning amount of Hard Rock merch. <laughs> I do. I think Hard Rock t-shirts are back. I want a Hard Rock Honolulu t-shirt so badly right now. Oh, okay. I can okay, well, maybe JD that. I probably have one. He has, oh, a, he has a, a deep co- a collection. All right, Noah, it's time for the Is This Good segment where everything's bad. It's time to pick your poison. So here's how it works. I'm going to give you some related options that are all bad, and you have to pick your poison. So whichever you consider to be the least worst option. Okay. So the theme here is that, obviously, as we know, there's a, a writer's strike, the... The dastardly AMPTP has not come to the table with a good offer, so you guys are still striking. Yes. And my question is, pick your poison between these terrible picketing signs uh, <laughs> that I just made up five minutes before the show. <clears throat> so keep in mind, you will have to be bringing one of these picket signs to a Got protest, it. whether it be Netflix, Paramount, wherever you want to go, but you will have to be I do. one of I signs. picket Disney, personally. Okay, just look at these. I don't think any of these are specifically related to Disney, but still... Oh, actually, one of them is. Great. JD, could you put up the first sign, please? So this one says, uh, Max is the idol. The negotiation is more like the idol. I-D-L-E. Let us enjoy our weekend. Okay, so that's the first <laughs> sign. Any notes on this uh-huh. one so far? No, that's perfect. It, yeah. Wait, can we bring that right? back up? I need to look at it more, yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> I, need to, I need to inspect this further. Because I, uh, I think what was missing was the way you said it is kind of better than the design of the... I think it was, if you put, it's more like idol, and then in parentheses, spell out idol again. 
with dashes. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It, it is weird because these are more of a visual thing. I'll, I'll hop over to YouTube if you want to see these amazing signs I photoshopped. Okay, um, wait, I got to read this because this was, okay, okay. Max is yeah, the Read idol. it in your own voice. Read it in your own okay. voice. This is how, Max is the idol? This negotiation <laughs> is more like the idol. Let us, let us enjoy our weekend. You know what? This... This is my favorite sign. I f- okay, I like already, you're in. <laughs> I'm in. This is already. There's no. There's not going to be a sign I like more than this one. Okay. Okay. Do you think I should have said, "Let us enjoy our weekend"? Spell the weekend the normal way, and then in brackets put, "Not like the weekend." God, I, I gotta be honest. I didn't even get that it was about the guy. Oh, you see now. now. Is it better or worse now? Even better. Were you wondering why there was a typo in the sign? Oh, I can't. I don't notice. To, my, I have autocorrect in my brain and don't see them. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're pretty happy with this one. But yes, that is a weekend joke. I actually, embarrassingly, when the weekend came out, because as you know, we're from Toronto and he's from Toronto and he was sort of like an indie kind of artist at first, like playing just these like local clubs. And I le- legitimately thought his name was The Weekend. Like it was a joke. It was kind of a play on words on like weekend, like W E A K, and The Weekend. So I called him The Weekend for probably the first five years of his career. Uh, all right, JD, let's see the next one. Let's see if uh, Noah likes this sign more or less than that one. All right, this one says, Pay up or we'll tell you what's outside the silo, a show I watch. I like that one, too, because I also watched The Silo. Okay. Well, actually, I was writing this in your voice. So I knew you yeah. watched The Silo because I saw you tweeting about it. Um, yeah, this is... I think you can't go wrong with any of these signs. <laughs> okay, okay. You're like, uh, okay. I think you actually might like this next sign the most. Okay, JD, put up the next sign. This one says... This one's about artificial intelligence, a hot-button issue in the strike. It says, the only AI I respect is Alan Iverson and Armando Iannucci. Oh, and also finals MVP, Andre Iguodala. Here's the thing. I feel like this one has been done in some form. I think okay. I have seen an Alan Iverson sign. So that makes it, this so far is my least favorite because it's too accurate. Okay, but, but did they also include the rest of it? Shout out to Armando Iannucci and Andre Iguodala. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, they did. No, okay. Not, no, that is not true. Imagine you go to a protest, you see like five people with this sign. Uh, okay, and then here's your last option. This one is, I think it's the most cringy because it's almost like something you might see, but it's very bad and doesn't really make sense. So here we go. You make Showtime's billions. Don't let this come down to HBO's The Wire. Yeah, that one feels very... I mean, this is the level... A lot of our signs are not doing us any favors. And <laughs> this feels like... This feels like you're writing in the voice of a real sign. <laughs> you mean the signs are writing themselves? Some like, of them... Yeah, I think the signs are writing themselves. The shrimp are frying themselves? Okay, so it's time to pick your poison. Do you want, do you want me to go through your uh, options again, or do you feel like you have a strong... I think my strong... I think I'm going to go with a hard first option. I like how it's 
it goes off in a number of directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really it's a thinker. It. Like you don't yeah. get it right away, you know? No, you really, yeah. It demands your attention because there's a lot of words. So you're like, I gotta, okay, let's get into it. And then there's a lot of places to go while you're inside of it. But in like, let's say, imagine you're actually picketing with the sign. Let's say you're following the rules of this podcast. Oh, I picketed with worse signs than that. <laughs> okay, so what's maybe what's a, a bad one you've used? I paid someone five dollars to switch signs with me because <laughs> the, the, sign, the sign I picked up said, "What we have here is a failure to compensate." Which, like, okay, 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 we're referencing like cool hand Luke, but the syllables don't even match. And I was just like, "This, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much." And wait, so what did you pay five dollars for? What'd you get? I think I got one that was just like strike. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a safe bet, I think. Um, because now, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it true that only like if you went there on the first or second day you could write your own sign, but then all the signs got used up, and now you just have to pick up someone else's shitty sign? Yeah. Except for on day two, I learned my lesson, and I took a blank sign, and now I keep it in my car, and I just use the blank sign mm. every day. And you've left it blank. Left it blank. I mean, it still has like, it still says like WGA strike, but just the white part where you can write whatever you want has remained blank for now week eight. How about, here's a sign for you. Okay. Go with me on this one. It says, for my fourth grade birthday party, I went to see, then you leave a big blank space (laughs) and then you write check under it. And then maybe on the other side, you write... Would love to get back to writing great films like this. Well, wait, I mean, the first thing you propose is a plexer. That's what those are called. Like where it's like a visual word puzzle. Mm. Okay. And I do enjoy I thought it was impressive you you, you were good at folding paper at the cheers store. Now you're using big words. (laughs) Plexer? Big word? Yeah. I don't know. I never heard that term before. Maybe that that might have just been what my third grade teacher called them. Now oh, that fuck. I think now about it's, it. I should have learned this in the third grade, JD. <laughs> yeah, Sam. <laughs> they all learned this, this might before be... they saw a blank check. So they would have gotten the joke. I'll see if Mrs. Gunsberg is still alive, uh, and I'll ask her. <laughs> okay, I mean, I was going to do a pick-your-poison question about um, cheers or slogans I made up that you would have to chant, but... Uh, I found that to be harder than just writing signs, so I didn't do that. But have you heard any good chants, good slogans that you like to say? I don't like the chants. I did try to start. I did try to start one chant, which was just I tried to start face down, ass up, as a chant, and see if anyone uh-huh. would finish it. It didn't work. No one liked it. So wait, you say face down, and everybody else says ass I up. Say, I say. I say face down, ass up, and then yeah. they have to say that that's, that's the way we like right. to fuck. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> you said fucks. <laughs> tried so hard not to say it, people. Okay? Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> and we're, we won't be bleeping that out. That's there. Uh, all right, Noah. Um, not everyone is going to agree with everything you say, but you're making a lot of sense. I'm sure everyone's going to agree with most of what you say. But sometimes when you believe something deeply to your core, you have to stand alone on the edge of popular consensus. It's time for unpopular opinions. <laughs> So these topics are from the Unpopular Opinion subreddit, but if you have strongly held beliefs that most people disagree with, email them to me at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. So no, let's start with the first one. This is from user Anjo Ja. 
and this is the unpopular opinion, being early is as rude and annoying as being late. Being early is as rude and annoying as being late. So, well, first of all, do you, are you someone that's often late or are you an on-time guy? I'm an on-time guy because of anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I do show up early to things, but I'll wait around outside. I don't just, like, barge in early. So I would say late is, it's not ruder. It is, it can be rude to, if it's like a house party and you come 30 minutes early and show up. That is rude. Right. But I wouldn't say it's ruder than holding up a whole group of people for a thing. Right. Right. But I, see, I think that this isn't, this person must have been thinking of someone hosting something. Like someone, because if it's, let's just say it's a, um, I don't know, a dinner, like at a restaurant. Why would it be rude to be early? It's not like they're doing anything. Yeah, okay, if it's at someone's house, yes, it is ruder to be early than late. Almost any other situation, the opposite. Yeah, okay, I, see, I, I agree that this unpopular opinion is correct. I don't know, is it unpopular? That's what I wonder with some of these, because it just sounds correct to me. But yeah. yeah, I think it's way ruder if someone's having a dinner party and I show up 10 minutes earlier they're doing things at the last minute for sure no matter how well you plan there's always something you've forgotten to do or you're like shaving or whatever it is you're doing drying yourself off mm -hmm. uh jd are you you're an early guy aren't you not to not to parties at house parties i'm mo mostly late to be honest <laughs> oh okay yeah. do you think it's ruder to be early uh, clearly yes because i'm always late so that's less <laughs> rude than showing up early yeah you're doing them a favor I'm doing them a favor. Like, get them, let them have. I when I plan a party or dinner or whatever, I don't expect people to be here when I say, you know, be here at six. I'm like, cool. I'm ready at six. If somebody right. shows up at six, that's cool. But I don't expect anyone there till six thirty at the earliest, at the absolute earliest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's weird if someone gets there right on the dot because then you're like. Were you doing Noah style and just standing outside my front door, waiting, looking at your watch, waiting for the <laughs> clock to strike six? The next unpopular opinion, this comes from Badit, who says, pedestrian traffic should not stop for people's photos. So they continue. I think it's rude to expect people to stop on a busy walkway because you want to take a photo. Most of the time, if the photo taker would wait a few seconds, there will be a lull in traffic and that will be their chance. I know that works because that's what I do when I want a photo in a busy area. I'm sick of getting dirty looks for not stopping in busier areas so people can take photos. I gotta admit, I was reading this one, I was like... I got a little lost in this one. This one is... A okay, I'm, I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna ex uh, explain to you. So basically this person's saying, let's say you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, you're trying to get to work, and someone's taking a picture outside the Chinese theater. and people are stopping on the street to allow them to take their picture instead of just like, hey, I got somewhere to go. I got to walk by them. You wait for us. Wait for a lull in this traffic of people to stop so you can take your precious photo. Oh, okay. Don't, so, <laughs> don't inconvenience us. Um, oh, man, this one's... I do stop to let people do it, but that's to avoid confrontation, but I am annoyed. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. And I... I go like, okay, my, my natural instinct is I agree with this person. I think no one should have to stop for someone else's picture. I mean, even you see it when you're hiking. When they're, if they just waited for you to go by, there would be endless 
stretch of nothingness and no people for them to take their photo, but they're holding you up to take a picture of the view. And normally, like you know, I do stop to avoid confrontation, but I think it's insane. And I wish I had the guts to walk through every person's photograph because I think that that is that they're like you going to work is more important than them getting this picture. Well, it depends on uh, I've had jobs that were not more important than that. Okay, but uh, for example, working at Cheers uh, where people were taking pictures all the time. Yeah, I did live through the the worst version of this because my last place was on the uh, street that goes straight up to the Hollywood Hill with the sign. So people yeah. would just stand in the middle of my street to get a picture of the sign. So you would have to like fully avoid <laughs> manslaughtering people uh, while driving. <laughs> well, similarly, no, I live uh, in Echo Park, very close to the Fast and the Furious house. Oh and it's yeah, a constant struggle if you're walking past it. There's people with uh, Coronas. They've they put the Coronas on the hood of the car. They're lining up a great shot to get <laughs> oh, the house in the background. And, and the people that own the house keep putting a higher fence. It doesn't stop people. People are like, we know, that, we know that's the house. The address is on the internet. Wait, is that over like, by that Bob's Market? Am I yeah, which right? is the yeah, yeah. Toretto's Market, uh, mm-hmm. also from the first, first movie. Um, what do you think about when you're walking and, and there's something shooting obviously happens more in LA, but used to happen when I, when we lived in Toronto and definitely when we lived in Atlanta. So I'm not talking about like a production where they've actually shut down the street. It's just like people filming something, whether it's something for TikTok or, or I don't know, a low budget commercial, whatever it is. And then they're like, Oh, we're just getting a shot. Could you stop please? And then you might be waiting there for like three, four, five minutes. Do you sometimes feel like you just want to walk right through? Yes. I, I always do it. I always walk right through. Okay. Always. So, 100% so no, even though you're time. in the industry, and I'm sure there's times where the sun is setting and you're like, we got to get this shot. Yeah. I'm never. Zoe, Zoe, <laughs> you got to get Zoe out here. <laughs> I mean, you do got, first of all, you do got to get Zoe out of there. She has some hard outs. <laughs> she, uh, she does. But also, when I, my first ever actual kind of TV or movie job was when they were, I was a PA for three days on I Am Legend. And my okay. job was to stop people from crossing Madison Avenue in New York <laughs> City at like 9 a.m. And it was mostly just like furious people running late to work while like 22-year-old me is like, actually, we're shooting a movie here, so we're trying to... And people were just like, fuck off, and just breezing by me. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. I don't care. How many, uh, I'm walking ears did you get? <laughs> I got zero in that voice, but a lot of that sentiment in every other voice. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think a New York City traffic cop could prevent people from walking across the street yeah. in Manhattan. That's the closest I've ever been to being arrested is when they were shooting the Incredible Hulk on Young Street. Uh, yeah. It was at 10, 10 o'clock on a Friday night, and I was walking from... Like college, it doesn't matter. I, I wanted to walk down the street, and they no, had, no name name the local streets for no, so you can look them up later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> college. I was walking from college to Dundas, but between <laughs> between uh, Gerard, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where yeah, the Gerard. Is. yeah, 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 between yeah, yeah. Gerard and Dundas, yeah. it was all closed down for the the Incredible Hulk. And I was like, Lee's I'm, Incredible Hulk, just so just no. so we can. No, that's that's just Hulk, Matt. Come on now. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Ed Norton's 
Incredible Hulk. Uh, I don't know who directed it, but yeah. And I was just like, I'm I'm fucking walking down Young Street, and it was a basically a closed set, and I just walked right through. And this cop was yelling at me, and I just didn't look back, and I was just kept on walking, and she gave up. All right, last unpopular opinion. This one's from Shazzy Chan, who says there needs to be an amateur section at gyms. I read this, and I was like, oh, that's an, an interesting idea. Oh. But then I read their reasoning, and I disagree with their reasoning, but still agree with the premise. So they said... Uh, I want to keep all the wandering time wasters away from the people who actually know what they're doing and just want to lift. I'm so <laughs> sick of mindless drones sitting around staring at other people who clearly have no clue what they're even doing at the gym. This is not coming from the side I thought it was coming. Well, I see, is, exactly. It's, wow, it's, this really threw me for a loop. I thought it was someone being like, "Why? Why do I have to be with like the people who like look good? I want to be like alone with my trolls." <laughs> Giving up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. But but either way, good idea. Whether you're doing it because you want to keep us uh, amateurs away from the people that are doing sick reps on the TRX or from, you know, people that just want a safe space t- to kind of gently curl. I think that they're both right. That's a good idea. And then a similar take that I've tweeted about is that there should be separate Costco shopping hours for people who care about being in the way. <laughs> okay. Wait, would you walk right through a line of people that are waiting for a sample? No, it's more like the people who are like <laughs> just like comatose looking at all their options with their cart <laughs> blocking the whole aisle. Yeah. Like I don't want those I just want to grab my stuff, put I'm a very efficient shopper. Um I, I'm surprised that living alone you shop at Costco. Well, here's the thing. I basically only signed up to get the chicken. I just... (laughs) I go to Costco and I buy one single chicken and then sometimes a (laughs) bottle of scotch that's cheaper there than anywhere else. And does does that even out with the membership price? Oh, yeah. Amortize that out amongst all chickens that you've purchased? Three bottles of scotch you've already paid for your Costco uh, (laughs) card. Um, Are you a member at a gym, out of curiosity? I am still a member at the um, LA Fitness on El Centro because I signed up in 2014 and haven't been since, and they won't let you cancel unless you go. (laughs) So I have paid $10 a month since 2014 and have only been three times. Wow. well, all the money you're saving on Costco, that's evening out with the LA Fitness. Uh, <laughs> but now, I, here's what I'm going to offer you as a thank you for being on the show. If you want uh, a brave, you know, compatriot, I'll go down with you to the LA Fitness, and we won't be leaving there till they cancel your membership. I would. I, this is what I need to cancel it. I'll never do it unless I have. Yeah, that. and I'll, I'll keep texting. I'll be like, it's time, no, and you'll be like, no, I, I, I got something else, uh, you know. But I'm like, no, we gotta go to the LA Fitness. I would. This would. This I need this very much in my life. Also, can you plan a birthday party? Plan a birthday <laughs> yeah, party okay. for me too. When's the big B day? Uh, not till February. Okay. Well, lots of time. Lots you'll of have time to remind me. It'll we'll, be we'll the have to big find one. Out- so you got to make you really got to do something for it. The big four zero. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. We'll have to. I'll have to look at the schedule and see uh, what movies know, are what coming. Marvel movies coming out in February. <laughs> no, you know what? We'll rent out a theater and have them play Blank Check again. Who cares? It's my. Yeah. It's my birthday. Great idea. Honestly, people would be psyched if that if they showed up <laughs> and that's what was playing, and it could be Blank Check themed. So it would be like all the shit that. Uh, 
twelve year old would think is cool that you could now probably afford. Like you'd be like McDonald's for everyone. You could do that. Yeah. I I think I could. I could possibly afford the huge uh, Velcro bodysuit jump wall. I think, like, it's expensive, but I, th- I think I could cover it. Uh, I'll tell you what, no, I'm going to go down to Elysian Park on a Sunday and just steal one, because they'll definitely, there's always one there. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you wonder why there's not an inflatable uh, bouncy castle in your city, it's because all of them are in Elysian Park. Uh, no, there's only one thing left to do, and that's play Subjective Trivia. Subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. And uh, I've written my answer on the back of this envelope um, because I'm not at home, so I don't have my uh, typical note cards that I write on. So are you aware of Slash? Did you contribute to the list of banned comedy cliches uh, in the Workaholics writer's room? I did, but I don't remember what my contributions were. Okay, but you know there was this giant list of like... These sort of hackneyed comedic phrases that, you know, shouldn't be used anymore because they're such a cliche. So yes, for example, actually, like, really, and uh, yes, exactly, standing right behind me, and so so on and so forth. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, when Joe Mandy, your friend, perhaps best friend, I don't know, don't want to speak for you, uh, he, when he was on, I gave him some of these and asked him to pick which one he would be most comfortable using. Okay, so. Since you actually worked at Workaholics, I thought this would be even more appropriate for you. So these are all different than the ones I asked Joe. Um, So JD, if you could put up a slide just so Noah can have a visual reminder. So again, which one of these would you feel most comfortable using in real life? So you don't have to write it into a script, but just like we're hanging out and you want to make a joke. So you're going to use one of these. I have my answer, but let's hear the options. Let's not and say we did. Ooh, too soon. Zero fucks given. Check, please. Or JJ. So, out of these five, let's not and say we did. Too soon. Zero fucks given. Check, please. Or JJ. These are all bad cliches, but which of these would you feel most comfortable using in a real-life joke scenario? I would use JJ, but to refer to <laughs> Virginia, the state. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, ah, shit, uh, I'm not going to be around this weekend. I, I, my friend's having yeah. a wedding in Richmond, VJJ. Yeah, I'm flying, yeah, I'm flying into D.C., but the wedding's in VJJ. <laughs> okay. Well, I, actually, I'm flying into Roanoke because it's, it's actually in West VJJ, <laughs> but that's the closest airport. Uh, okay, so is that your answer? That is my answer, but a runner-up, I think let's not say we did could come back. I feel like it's been long enough we could bring it back. Hmm. Well, what I was going to say is the only one of these that I truly hate is zero fucks given. Yeah. But, well, I'm not going to tell you my answer yet. J.D., do you want to give your answer? Well, is it my answer or what I think your answer is going to be? J.D., is this your first time on the show? I know. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I think I think it's too soon. Too soon? Because okay. it's I, uh, I still use that, and I like it. Okay, well... Unfortunately, we're not aligned because my answer is blank check, please. <laughs> what if it a- no? What if it actually said blank check? Like I'm fucking David Copperfield or something. That would be that would be very impressive to me. <laughs> to to answer the question of the podcast, that that is good. Yeah, that would be that would be insane. I like check, please. I mean, 
if you say it literally in a restaurant, not funny, but I think there's a way you could work it into a conversation where it's just a little button on the conversation has nothing to do with getting a check. And <laughs> I'll laugh if you say it. No, That's interesting that? because okay. I, th I think it only works in a restaurant. How, though? How, how would you do it? It's like this conversation isn't going, the, jokingly, it's not going the way I want it to. Check, please. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what the joke is based on. Like someone on a bad date, oh, God, this is boring, going check, please. Right. And then you recontextualize it. Yeah. Into a new I thing. Yes, it's recontextualized, but it only works in a, in a restaurant. IMO. I don't know. After, after I wrote those signs, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be commenting on any kind of writing. Um <laughs> It's not my field. Uh, but that's a subjective trivia. Noah, thanks for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Uh, I, my, my Twitter handle is at Noah Garfinkel, spelled the way my name is spelled. I trust people to... It's a silly name, but yeah, no, pe people get it. They'll it's get not it. a silly name. It's a, it's a bad name. Jewish name. You think Garfinkel is not a silly name? Well, I think, I think Art Garfunkel paved the way for you. And now that that name since the 60s has been like a known name. I think that's right a silly name. And it's even sillier that mine is the slightest <laughs> possible variation of it. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is true. Like, like you wanted to name yourself Garfunkel, but thought it was too on the nose. So you changed it slightly. Yeah, like, yeah, like they blew it on my birth certificate, like Dwayne Wade, where they were just like, I don't know. It looks insane, but who cares? <laughs> To use another cliche, we have Garfunkel at home. That's what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love ending on that. Remember to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash isthisgood. And remember the live stream hangout that Noah may or may not be coming to. He might be busy going down to LA Fitness to get his money back. <laughs> that is this Thursday, June 29th at 830. If you have topics, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Noah for coming on. And definitely follow him on Twitter. Seriously, one of my favorite follows. You make me laugh. And I always want, like, <laughs> what I love is just you also commenting on your own tweets that aren't doing well. I love it when you take a, an ad for, like, a medication and then insert a song into it and then complain that people aren't enjoying it. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I just picture you a little bit stoned at night. A being little like, bit. A lot of... Well, let me ask you this question. How do you know when things are funny when you're stoned? Do you know what I mean? Because I often am stoned at night, and I'll, I'll laugh at something that I thought of, but then I'd never have the guts to tweet it, because I know I'm going to wake up in the morning and be like, why did I think that was so funny? Yeah, I mean, the, you just put it up there, and then everyone hates it, and you're like, yeah, okay, that, that's, that was bad, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> that's my life. Right, but then, that's my... But then if anyone hates it, they just look at the bio, and they see, like... You know, workaholics, new girl. This guy's got credentials. Yeah, which so makes like, it even more embarrassing. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it means that uh, that they're wrong. They're like, well, this guy is famous Hollywood writer. He must I be right. I don't think that's the way people on the internet operate. Where they oh, uh, they 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 have very good faith. They read everything in good faith, with the full context that it's meant to be read in. And I just find them to be genuinely congenial people that want the best for you. So that's nice. Uh, for everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. Bye.